Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Hello, and welcome to Tasty Thursday a special Heart to Heart with Anna podcast for Heart Month, February 2022. Each Thursday, we'll have author Amy M. Lee joining us to chat about recipes from her cookbook, Snow's Kitchen. For those of you who don't know, Amy is the author of a trilogy of books revolving around her Vietnamese mother's journey to the United States after the fall of Saigon. The last book in the trilogy, Snow's Kitchen, is a novella and a cookbook. All of our recipes are from this cookbook. Today, I am joined by my husband and my favorite chef, Frank Jaworski, and author Amy Emily, of course. This is the second episode in our Tasty Thursday series. Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna, Amy. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. And thank you for coming back, Frank. I would not miss. I love working with both of you. It's so much fun to have both of you back here. And last week, we had fun talking about making Vietnamese spring rolls from Amy's cookbook, Snow's Kitchen. This week, we decided to tackle a main course dish. Thank goodness I had my master chef husband, Frank Jaworski, helping me out again. Our dish this week is on page 187 to 189 of the cookbook, and it's a yellow curry chicken. Just like last week, we wanted to make the recipe as keto-friendly as possible. That really wasn't too hard to do with this recipe. First of all, let me say that the original recipe had about 35 grams of carbs per serving. To reduce the number of carbs, we only used sweet potatoes. We used agave instead of sugar and cauliflower rice instead of jasmine rice or noodles or baguettes. The revised carb count for us was 18 grams per serving. Does that surprise you, Amy? I was going to say, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So it was 35 grams, but yeah, it was 35 grams with the regular rice and the regular sugar and the russet potatoes. And since we converted all of that to try and make it as keto as possible, we almost halved it. Sweet potatoes really don't have a lot less carbs than white potatoes, but they have a lower glycemic index. They don't push your blood sugar around quite as badly. And even with the coconut cream, which was one of the big criminals in terms of carbs, it still got it down to 18 grams. That's incredible. I know. It really is interesting when you start doing the math, how just making a few substitutions can really make a big difference when you're on a keto diet, especially if you're a diabetic and this is something that you're trying to control without medication or without too much medication. I think what I love most about this recipe was the lemongrass and the ginger. I ended up using kitchen shears for the lemongrass in the marinade. And then Amy, you instructed us to use a mortar and pestle for the curry broth. The fragrance emitted from the lemongrass was amazing. And on top of that, we used fresh ginger. And when I first tasted the curry, that's a flavor that really struck me. 
Oh, yeah. The ginger and the lemongrass. We use that very often in Vietnamese cooking. So, And the mortar and pestle like that has a permanent real estate spot on my counter. I use it all the time for garlic or whatever it is that I just want to release the flavors. I just mash it in there, throw it in the skillet or whatever, and it just smells so good. Yeah. I bought one of those when we were on a cruise visiting Mexico. And good thing that we were on the cruise because the darn thing is so heavy. Oh Putting my it in God. my air luggage would have been a huge mistake. But I don't get to use it often enough, so it's nice to use it for this. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. So, Frank, what did you think about the curry? Well, I like the curry, and I'm a big fan of curry. There are lots of different kinds of curry that I do like. I don't know if I've ever had yellow curry before. And, of course, you can increase the heat if you want to. That's one of the nice features about it. I was very happy with it. Well, this was my first time ever to have curry. And I admit, I was scared. Because I always thought curry was really spicy, but I am a big fan, Amy. Your curry is amazing. Thank you. I can't believe you've never had curry, Anna. <laughs> well, I hope that you have more often. It's just not something that my family ever made before, but I can see where this would be especially good if you weren't feeling well with the lemongrass and the ginger and the garlic, I would think that that would boost your immune system. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I mean, I can have curry all the time, but just a little story. When I was younger and my mom was just learning how to cook, she would experiment on making curry all the time, which of course I got sick of because I had to pilot all of her bad curry. But one time I had enough of her curry and I refused to eat it. And she sent me to bed without dinner. And the next morning I woke up and I had the same bowl of cold curry that had been sitting out all night and I had to eat that for breakfast. And I hated curry growing up. But now I just absolutely love it. And it's interesting how our palates change as we get older. But I think my mom instilled that love through force initially. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Maybe that's just a thing that moms do for some of their wayward children. I remember my mother trying to force me to eat carrots and I did not want carrots and I cried and I just wouldn't eat them. And so I just went to bed without my carrots, but she did not make me eat them the next morning. Thank goodness. That would have really been awful. So despite the fact that she made you eat cold curry, you still love it. Is there a certain time of year where you traditionally eat curry? Not traditionally, but personally, whenever I am really missing my mom, that's when I'm really hankering for curry. And again, it boils down to the fact that we were fresh new immigrants in Seattle after the Vietnam War and just starting on our own. And curry was one of the first things that she learned how to make. And her recipe especially is just delicious, as you know. And I think that the coconut cream really brings it out, plus the sweet potatoes. Like, who doesn't like sweet potatoes? (laughs) I really do think that made it so delicious. Is it okay for us to freeze the curry? Yes, absolutely. It's so good. And I think with any kind of foods that is a labor of love that takes a little bit of time to make, generally speaking, I find those are the ones that are best to freeze and share again with your family when you're too lazy to cook. (laughs) I like it. It's good for lunch too. So when we made the curry, we wanted to taste test it. And it just so happened that our heart warrior was having game night at a friend's house. And Frank took the curry over. So I'm going to let him share his experience with you. That was actually a great experience because Alex's friends, his game night people, 
are all good people. They're all about his age. He's 27. And they like new foods and they like to try new foods as younger people tend to do. They'll try almost anything. And a lot of them had had curry before, so that was not a problem. We took the spring rolls to them and the curry and they loved the curry. Everybody liked it. Now, some of them added a little spice to kick it up. Some put some sriracha in there or some spicy peanut sauce mixed in. But in any case, they all enjoyed it. I love it. And who doesn't like free food, too? When you're in your 20s, like... (laughs) Yes. Especially when somebody else is cooking. Yeah. (laughs) Makes it even better. Oh, yeah. And they probably didn't have to do the dishes either, right? Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming on the program today, Amy, and talking to us about your cookbook. Can you tell my listeners how they can buy your cookbook? Yes, absolutely. Probably the easiest is to go onto Amazon and find Snow's Kitchen, a novella and cookbook. Or you can support independent bookstores by going to bookshop.org. And then if you want an autographed copy, you can go to my Etsy shop. Just search for Heart Community and you'll find it there. Okay. That does conclude this special Heart Month Tasty Thursday episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Join us tomorrow for Fun Fact Friday. We'll be learning about what kind of arrhythmias are actually life-threatening arrhythmias. Until then, remember, my friends, you are not alone. 